0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to connoisseurs on the record i'm trey i'm ian and today we will be going over one of my favorite albums in recent memory Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Now, Ian, I have to ask. First of all, as you can see, I have been talking more in the first 15 seconds of this episode than I have in any episode prior. (laughs) Ian's letting me have this one because this is sort of more in my wheelhouse, if you will, of music I listen to. You, you are basis. much
1: more. We're both big hip hop fans. Yes, but you have your finger more on the pulse of the hip hop world than I do. S-
0: sort of. Yes, because I know my brother and sister help me out with that a lot. They're mm-hmm. younger than I am. They're in high school, and so they keep me up to date with what's popular and what's. But I've like. See, I don't since,
1: have any younger siblings to hold me accountable. So I, if enough. I'm not a fan of it, I just never hear it. I've been. <laughs> I've been really. I've
0: loved Kendrick since middle school because he came out with "Good Kid, M.A.D. City" in 2012, mm-hmm. and I mean all those songs are on the radio. Um. But I'm curious to know for you, what had your prior experience been with Kendrick Lamar before listening to this album?
1: I have always been a huge appreciator of him. One of my biggest exposures was the one song he's done with Eminem, um, love, Game. love Game, which was incredible. I love it because it's the storytelling is so funny. They cut loose. They don't worry about being taken too seriously in it. And each verse is them trying to outdo each other.
0: Yep, it's it one of those. Great. It's one of those songs. I feel like you couldn't release in twenty twenty two. In twenty thirteen, it was admissible, <laughs> but man, it would probably get you canceled were nowadays. Yep, right at the cusp. Yep, right at the cusp right of when cancel culture it, began.
1: It was. A, oh man,
0: it's it's very it's past edgy. I will say that. <laughs> I love it. Um, I
1: love it so much. But next to that, um, really, most of my Kendrick experience comes from the singles. And okay. even that, I haven't heard all of the singles. Give me, um,
0: give me one or two sing. Maybe if you've heard that, you would rec- you would be able to name swimming pools. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, basically all of the, almost all the singles that came off of Damn. So, okay. uh, humble was my was my song of that summer, as was everyone else's. A lot of other people's. Yes. DNA is a certified classic. Um, love, I wasn't
0: a fan of. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, really, I'll be honest. That, in that terms kind of that of album, not one of my favorites. I, I can I could agree with that.
1: I started listening to Good Kid, Mad City, but I but I haven't finished it yet. But I know that Kendrick has a reputation for telling incredible stories with his albums. He does,
0: absolutely. I have to also ask, what was your, I guess, prior experience? What had you heard about this album specifically? mr morale before you actually listen to it for yourself
1: i'm so out of touch i just remember i saw people posting about it i saw people said kendrick released a new album but i don't know i didn't even to me it just kind of was there many what was there much promotion to this album or did it just kind of drop out of nowhere
0: so a little background um kendrick had not dropped an album in five years
1: in five years i know that i know that clamoring
0: for new music yeah he's one of those guys it's very low-key his, he is practically off social media, so fans never hear from him. And then one day out of the blue, we got an announcement that Mr. Moran, the Big Steppers, told us what, album was, what the album was going to be called. And then I want to say a week or two later, we got the first single, if you will. It didn't appear, it was the heart part five. It did not appear on the album originally, but... A couple weeks later, after it dropped, it got added onto the end, and I
1: still got to hear that one. Unfortunately, it's it wasn't in the version
0: I was listening really, to. Really, really good, and it made people very excited for what they were going to hear on Mr. Morale. Kendrick again is one of those guys that's very—he's almost off the grid, if you will—and mm-hmm. so some people thought, okay, maybe Kendrick's never dropping again. This was the last album that was coming out. on He his stays label. out of the media, which yeah. Is he cra- does. Which he is does.
1: which is crazy for someone who is as worshiped as he is when it comes to the rap game like absolutely. he has been co- put in several people's Mount Rushmore's of rap I'd that's, say that's a
0: good way to describe. he's, he's definitely pe- some people's Mount Rushmore's for sure he's up there with a the Tupac, and at least by the time he retires he'll be yeah up there with a Tupac. oh he'll he'll, he'll he'll be seen as like one that. of
1: the greats on the eyes of history
0: that is that's for sure absolutely but yes it had been five years And even in the first track, he references it was 1,855 days since he dropped I was about to
1: say that. That was going to be one of my first notes, how he must have meticulously planned out that return in order to be able to record that exact timeline.
0: He had, and again, it was long awaited. And I believe most people, when the album came out, that's one of the things about Kendrick albums in general, good hip hop albums in general too. You're going to need a couple of days, a couple of re-listens to fully understand everything that's being said, fully process exactly what you've that's just That's one of the
1: big things for me is I've listened to this album like three times all the way through. Yeah. Maybe two times all the way through and then three times off and on different different pr- parts that I wanted to re-listen to because I didn't fully absorb them. But even after all that listening and the meticulous notes I took, yeah. I still don't think I've get listened to it enough times. Because yeah. I know I'm going to keep rediscovering stuff.
0: You will. I mean, it, I mean, you can even look at any verse. and Just in the first song. I mean, we'll go ahead and jump right into the first song. Boom, yeah, let's go
1: right into it. There's a lot to cover in this one. Yeah.
0: This is our first time doing a hip-hop album. and 18, Kendrick, 18 songs in this album.
1: And the amount of words he squeezes into all those songs yep. is insane. Not a single word is wasted in this album, I can tell
0: you right yeah. now. And so you'll notice that since there are 18 songs in this album, there's a lot to cover. We're not going to be able to hit everything about every song but we're gonna try our best, and we're gonna try to move pretty quickly to get through the yeah. album, so we can get to the end. But and I'm
1: not gonna be able to share every single thing that I've thought because he's using my phone to look at Genius, yes, and all of my notes are on there, and I I meticulously put them together over the course of yeah. like yeah. what
0: three days. He's playing my role today of being just kind of off the cuff. And I'm I'm adding the I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the
1: peanut gallery over here. Peanut yeah. gallery, it's so, a great word to
0: call we're... for. Okay. I'm the I'm the peanut gallery apparently. I remember that. <laughs> I'm the peanut gallery. Um. Anyways, united in grief. The first song on the album. I hope
1: you find some peace of mind in this lifetime.
0: Tell them. What is a bitch in a miniskirt? A man in his feelings with bitter her. What is a woman that really hurt? A demon you're better or killing her? What were your thoughts?
1: I think it's actually kind of ironic that the song is, there's a bit of irony with the song being called United in Grief when really in the, mo- in the whole song he's talking about his own grief and how he grieves and how he grieves. I grieve different. And I was wondering about like, see, whenever, especially with this album and modern hip hop in general, a lot of hooks are very repetitive and just say all the same things. And this album, especially a lot of the hooks are repeating the same things over and over and over. But for this one, I kind of, what's was the comparison that I was about? I mean, depending on, depending on where you stand as far as comes to, as far as religion goes, I kind of liken it to when you're interpreting the Bible and how there are certain Bible verses that repeat themselves over and over and over and over. And in any sort of literature, when you hear something repeated, you think there's a reason why they repeated that. Or when you're doing classical music or Broadway, maybe they end up saying something really important and then saying it again really slowly, repeating the exact same thing to add emphasis to it. Making sure you so know I feel different. like his choruses are really repetitive because he feels like what he's saying in the chorus needs to be said over and over. So him saying I grieve different several times in this song, all the exact same way and in the exact same tempo yeah, really just drives home. He's trying to drive home, hey, this is what I'm trying to get at. I grieve different. I grieve different. And, my, and what I've picked up on, and it's something that is picked up on throughout the album. It's one of the core Um, one of the core points and themes of the album is he grieves differently by when he's grieving. He doesn't like cry. He doesn't shut himself out. He blows all his money on stuff that he doesn't need.
0: Yeah. He's, he grieves like any man who had, which we'll get to later, daddy issues. Uh Growing up Would grieve kind of bottles it in. Like you said, maybe splurges on things you shouldn't Mm -hmm. splurge on. Like he ended up saying
1: that he has an infinity pool that he never swam in. He's got a Rolex watch he only wore once. Yep. And just those lines alone, I'm just like, those are so simple just to paint the picture of, hey, I get all this stuff that I don't need because maybe it'll make me feel happier.
0: Yeah. If I'm in
1: a really sad, really low point, let me just try and buy happiness. And And as the album goes on,
0: you realize it's just not that easy. I think this first song also establishes that it's going to be quite the antithesis of what damn was five years earlier, because I would describe damn I mean, it won some sort of. I want to say almost maybe a Pulitzer Prize or something like that. But it was something very prestigious that album won, and it was very much a commentary on the world around him. This album, this first song right away established this is going to be something totally different. Mm-hmm. This is introspective, and yeah. I believe it's almost setting the stage that you call this. That you could call this one big long Kendrick Lamar therapy session, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of the point it's getting at here. That that. He is letting out everything that he feels. He is letting out everything he doesn't like about himself. Doesn't like about the people in his circle, if you will. And you can just tell this is going to be a for lack of a better phrase, a Kendrick-centric album.
1: And the introduction to the song just really prepares you for, hey this is going to be a lot. I'm going to take you on a journey. It starts with the harmonies of I hope you find a piece of... And then it just you have like maybe one piano note or like two piano notes and then goes right into him just and this is a recurring theme in the album too when he starts out the song it's a very simple beat yeah like there's nothing flashy about it he's it'll pick really up later in the song maybe, but, but then yeah. when it picks up uh-huh. you're like whoa yes, okay absolutely but I notice he does that a lot in whenever he's trying to just get a point across and he's not really worrying about it being hype or it being something that you know a certain mood he's going for he's just trying to get his point across yeah the beat becomes very mundane and like not super exciting because he doesn't want the beat to distract from the words that he's saying. Which, That's the vibe I get.
0: Believe it or not, some people complained about that when the album came out. They're like, because Kendrick Lamar, he's got a lot of, he's known not just for his lyricism, but some of the production and the beats on his songs yeah. are very creative. There are a lot of producers this on world. this album. There if are. you look
1: at the credits for this album, it goes on forever. Some big The names writers yeah. and the producers. So you can tell just by the amount of hands that were on this album you could tell that it was gonna be something special
0: uh, let's go ahead and move in that case to track number two which is in 95 I will I will say I'm gonna sound my whiteness is gonna come out when I read this but <laughs> we're just
1: a couple white boys reviewing a hip-hop album it's I, all right.
0: and again i just i want to read the first part of this the first four to eight lines of this song are just i don't know they make you just they make you feel they make you feel something you can't really explain it but uh-huh. it's beautiful it's take off the foo-foo take off the clout chase take off the wi-fi take off the money phone take off the car loan take off the flex and the white lies take off the weird-ass jewelry <laughs> I'm going to take 10 steps and I'm taking off top five, which is a reference to a song he did with Baby Keem, Family Ties. Okay. About a year earlier where he's talking about taking okay. off top fives. Um, smoking on your top fives tonight is what he says. And then take off the fabricated streams and the, micro- the microwave memes. It's a, <laughs> I thought it's that a, was a good one. It's line. a real world outside. I love that so much. I love how he's talking about you might see a lot of fake stuff on social media. Likes, you might see a lot of people flexing all this stuff that they got. You might see a lot of people who are really brave to say stuff on Twitter, but wouldn't do you know, wouldn't do anything in real life. But there's a real world outside. There's a real world. Take a step out, breathe, realize that this whole world does not exist in your fantasy world and your digital world.
1: And the most beautiful thing, I think, about this song is the title of the song is N95.
0: Yeah.
1: I assume you know the background of that. The masks. The mask. yeah, yeah. The, the kind like the of masks mask. that are supposed to... Help prevent the spread of COVID, which no doubt this is being written during the peak of COVID. And you can see references to that in here and how he draws a parallel because everything he's talking about, take off this, take off that, take off all these luxuries. He's also drawing reference to taking off an actual mask because he says you take all this out. And what do you got? And what are you? He's like, oh, you ugly as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought one that made me bust out laughing when I first heard that chorus. But then also when you analyze it, that was a big thing back when all of us were wearing masks, a total thing that's called like mask face, where like maybe you end up everyone's wearing masks. You end up getting a thing for this guy or girl. And then when you actually start to get to know them and you see them without the mask, you realize, oh, there's more
0: face under there, and it's not as good as the rest of it. Like I have really been. I was. I'm gonna be honest. I totally relate to that. I was feeling the same way. I was like, I don't want to meet people with my mask on because then, like, okay, finally realize I get, she got one tooth. Yeah, or or like the <laughs> other way around. I don't want anybody else to think I'm a catfish because I have a mask on. You know yeah, what I exactly. Mean? I think, and I it, it's mm. I, it's right here. You actually. My exactly facial hair
1: it. was so unfortunate. <laughs> I was one of the biggest offenders back when because I was first the 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 pandemic was first causing me to grow my facial hair out Mm. and when i took the mask off I, i looked like a like i was just hit puberty it was terrible
0: yeah this is a great song in terms of talking about even if it's just specifically talking about how fake a lot of people became and how dependent they became on digital landscape during covid yeah just in general there's a lot of fake stuff online it doesn't amount to anything in real life and i think that's part of the reason Kendrick's off social media. It's part of the reason he's off the grid. It's just, it's part of the reason he's in Africa playing soccer with little kids uh-huh. instead of you know going to these yeah. different award shows and raising two
1: sons. Yeah, or raising and, two kids. I think a son and a daughter.
0: Uh, yeah, the ones that are on is mm-hmm. uh, on the album yeah. cover. But yeah, I love this song. I love that message. I think this is one of the, it's one of the more popular songs because again, this had no real singles. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the songs that jumped out immediately. And
1: I think got, all the, I think all of the, um, from what I've gathered. All the most popular songs are the ones that got radio play per se or like the ones that were more single like were all the ones that had traditional, more traditional beats. Yeah. And could actually it's kind of you hear it and you think, yeah, this is a rap song.
0: You but, can. And there are some songs that you can just tell, yeah, this is not single material. You'll never hear this. I would the say your life.
1: United in Grief would be one.
0: Yeah, I would say But N95
1: is definitely a little easier to follow and easier to kind of groove to which Uh, I think is one of the biggest
0: prerequisites for hip-hop nowadays. Which brings us to number three. Sort of a title track, sort of not. There's technically two title tracks on (laughs) here. It's it's the first half.
1: But the first,
0: yeah, this is Worldwide Steppers. And this is the bit Stepper. I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer, bitch. We some killers, walking zombies, trying to scratch that itch. Germaphobic, heterowing. I am not for the faint of
1: heart. Which I did not know that the division between the album is the first half is to apparently according to wikipedia at least the first half of the or like it's in
0: two discs like two separate albums yeah it's essentially a double album and the original picture he posted to was him holding two separate albums and people were like oh shoot it's a double album mm-hmm. one was titled mr morale one was titled the big step
1: there you go so his um apparently this first half of the album is the big steppers and the second half is mr brown is apparently that makes how it is yeah which you would think you think it'd be the other way around with the way the albums put together but i mean with the way that title is
0: it's very much the first verse is just basically kendrick it's almost like he's there's a beat going on behind him, but it's almost like he's just talking over the beat. Yeah. He's, not, he's not really rapping over the beat necessarily. He's just talking. I'm not for the faint of heart. My genetic build can build multi universes. The man of God playing oh, Baby yeah. Shark with my daughter. Playing Baby Shark with my daughter. Watching for sharks outside at the same yeah. time. Talking about how he's living with his kid, but also making trying sure he's Trying to keep not them trying, safe. Yeah, yeah, he's not trying to get, you know, it's dangerous world out there. Mm-hmm. You saw. Uh, oh, is this last one week, where he
1: mentioned that he was, had writer's block turned to religion, and then that's how he ended up. That's how he has the lyrics that he has now. He that's, turned to religion.
0: That's possible, and it's I I can't. I'm looking for it here, but I'm there's not, so many lyrics. Yeah, this is the first song as well. He talks about his uh, passing
1: his lineage on to his to his son. He said he'll be the part two.
0: I was gonna yes yes my son Enoch my son two. Enoch yes. is the part two. Um, but this is the first song where he talks about what he calls his lust addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, ask Whitney about my, Whitney's his wife, uh-huh. and he's talking about his lust addiction. It comes up a lot in the album. The fact that he's had struggles of being faithful to his wife,
1: and this is where he was talking about his first, his first two times laying with a white
0: girl. Because he her, didn't
1: word it in those terms. Her in dad had locked up
0: his uncle. She paid her daddy's sins. Yes, uh-huh. that's exactly yep. right. And you're right. This is the he talks about writer's block for two years, nothing. Mm-hmm. New, which explains the five year gap between albums. Yeah, this was when I first heard. It was one of my favorites on the album. I like when a rapper doesn't have to be any, doesn't have to be fancy. Just says everything he needs to say. And I mean, he's cramming lyrics in there at some mm-hmm. point, at some points. I mean, he's just getting off everything that's in his head, anything that's on his mind. And it almost feels like it's a stream of consciousness at some point. Oh, yeah. The kind of thing that a therapist would just tell you, all right, hey, tell me everything's on your mind. Just get it all out there. Doesn't have to sound pretty. Doesn't have to be pretty. Even if it's all over the place. Because a lot of the stuff here is just him jumping from subject to subject yeah. to subject, here to there. I mean, there's no real focal point almost. But it's just a bunch of different things he's talked, he's tackling, and the way this man tidbits. can
1: squeeze in so much content into one song is insane.
0: Yeah, this is and again, this is one of my favorites. I don't know what your thought about it. What your thoughts about it was. It also introduces at the beginning Kodak Black, and so you realize, okay, Kodak's on this album. That's cool. He's going to be there more later on. I got some
1: things to say about Kodak. I've, yes. never, I've never really listened to him a lot. He's most modern rappers. I don't really listen to a lot, but Kodak. I'll touch more on it the further we get into it, but sure. uh, I need a little bit for him to grow on me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, understandable. Um, I have more to say about him as well once we get to uh, Silent Hill. Uh-huh. But we'll go to number four, which is Die Hard. And this is the first, I would say, complete change in almost genre it's a more traditional yeah. rap. even that the sound though it's almost like a almost an r&b type sound it really yeah. is it's, oh, it's no. definitely it's, There's it's a
1: lot of r&b influence in this album
0: and i think it's i guess it's, it's blast who sings the chorus or whatever but it, i would say it's the best chorus on the album it's i hope i'm not too late to set my demons straight i know i made you wait but how much can you take I hope you see the God in me. I hope you can see, uh-huh. and if it's up, stay down for me.
1: Oh yeah, that is a. Yeah. Yep. It's the chorus. The choruses in this album are so good.
0: Yeah, this is one of the top ones I think in terms of just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of the things and about it this. And it
1: really this song really makes you want to bop your head. I'm starting to. I, I was hearing it, it, right it in my head. Yeah. I was hearing it in my head just a second ago. Did
0: you down for me? Oh, you can see. You're like one of, of the wanna... coolest things too was that before this album dropped the three week span that people knew it was coming out from when he kind of teased it to when it actually came out, people were speculating. They we had no idea what the track list was going to be, nothing, no idea about features. There's not really any... There's a couple big-name features on here. It's Kodak and his cousin, Baby Keem. Baby Keem is Kendrick's cousin. Uh-huh. Um, people were speculating all over the place about who's going to... Song with Drake. Is he going to finally make a song with J. Cole? Is Kanye going to be featured on this album? Maybe something with Eminem. I like that Kendrick did not feel the need to over saturate that he didn't with focus
1: so much on star power no
0: but when he did i mean the features make the songs better mm-hmm. kendrick brings out if it's a kendrick effect but he brings out the best in everything yeah. everybody that has feature on these albums with him now i think that's what makes this chorus and obviously kendrick is great in this song but i think what steals it is the chorus and the i guess is it a I guess it'd be called like a post chorus from the female singer which yeah amanda reifer reefer i don't know but it's a very soul it's very very song full of soul yeah it's a great way to describe it it's another one of my favorites on the album mm-hmm. i don't know what you thought about it was. oh no
1: it's i definitely enjoyed it i it's i love songs that i can vibe to but also just have incredible messages which is a common theme in this entire in this entire album
0: let's talk about father time i come from a generation of home invasions and I got daddy issues, that's on me. Everything the four was that tell me may have is buried deep. That men knew a lot, but not a- the daddy issues. daddy issues one, yeah. And it's actually got his actual wife in the beginning talking to him, telling him, You really need some therapy. Oh, that's
1: actually her voice. It's actually. Not her someone voice. playing his no, wife Whitney. Wow And um
0: He's talking about Kendrick's talking about how he doesn't believe that a a real you know, a real if you're real, you don't need therapy. If yeah. you're a real man, you don't need therapy. Uh-huh. Like that's not that's i love how
1: that perfectly set, sets the scene because i love how it starts with her saying that and then he goes right into being super deep so my brain automatically fills in the blanks and just imagine him laying at the therapy on the ther- at a therapy session yes because it sounds like that's that lead-in would just cut to him in a therapy session it's, boom here he is
0: at the end as well she says reach out to eckhart and eckhart is actually a therapist who kendrick sought out who appears later on the album Speaking oh. during, I believe it's Savior. Oh, I didn't Savior know that all
1: these things. I thought that was just a random sample. He brings that's in like a... real people from Yo. his life. It's really, really
0: cool. And that's, that's what I'm some... saying. It's a very personal album on so many different levels.
1: There's one part on there that sticks out for me, but I'll talk about it when we get there.
0: Okay. Um, it's
1: li- way down the line.
0: Okay, in this song, he does not shy away. Right away gets right to the point. He's talking about, I come from a generation of home evasions, and I got daddy issues. That's, uh-huh. on, that's on me. He
1: just lays it all out on Owns the table. Owns up to it,
0: too. Owns up to it understands that that's on him. And I think it's a good commentary on how, in general, men, in terms of mental health, are kind of overlooked. People don't really take them as seriously with their mental health struggles. Yeah. A guy going to see a therapist, I mean, that don't come across the There's right way stigma, to some people. There's a stigma. As much as we'd like to believe that in 2022, that's not stigmatized. That's not a, there aren't people that look down on that. We're
1: that, more open about it, but still, it's just still kind of in the background.
0: Yeah, and maybe in the culture that Kendra grew up in, that's just something that people don't believe in. And I think that's this is a whole song about him getting over that stigma for himself. Yeah. And not being ashamed to admit that the fact that this dude's got a lot on his shoulders. Oh, yeah. Throughout, with his just his family, personal life, and the fact that he's one of the biggest rappers in the entire world. I mean, that's a lot for anybody to bear. That's a lot that's going to weigh on anybody's mind. And I think he does a great job here. Of, for me personally, this one hits home because he might have been raised to believe that Struggling with your mental health is a sign of weakness. Right. Maybe that comes as part of his daddy issues. Right. But I think it's a great commentary on, you know, you shouldn't use that as an excuse for your behavior. You shouldn't. At the end, one of my favorite parts is he's talking about, to my partners that figured it out without a father, I salute you. May your blessings be neutral to your toddlers. It's crucial. They can't stop us if we see the mistakes. Till then, let's give the women a break. Grown men with daddy issues, talking about how people mm-hmm. like him with daddy issues yeah. tend to take those issues out yeah. in really harsh ways on mm-hmm. the women that support them and lift them up right um this is another one of the songs that i think there's not really a song on here that kendrick doesn't just attack the message full yeah head, full head steam, which i love What? what are you not on
1: this i one? am completely same. it's uh everything there are so many themes that he covers in this album
0: yeah
1: and so many personal issues all of them hit home in some way shape or form and this one was definitely an important message to get out there and he accomplished it extremely well
0: okay and let's go we'll group these two together this is rich interlude and then rich spirit daddy, daddy had to steal for a meal or you can't eat you own know? red cost, food banks, at shit we on property my baby to school, then I pray for cuz you bitches ain't never been cool, writing testament, painting pictures, put me in the Louvre. That's a definite universal shift. I'm in the cool it's- Rich Spirit is another one while wow. there aren't any features on this one.
1: Rich Interlude is the one with Kodak Black. It's the right. one with Kodak
0: Black, yeah. I'm kinda of talking. It's more like a when he first started like talking of thing, but when it's he also- first
1: started talking, I thought it was Lil Wayne. <laughs> really? They sound very similar in their speaking voices. One's a little more talented lyrically than the other. And I guess we'll just let the crowd figure out which one is which of course, uh, let the audience figure out But uh, I love the message that he was getting across in the interlude Like talking about poverty and talking about growing up and getting to where he is now It was a great message. It's just I have to get behind the whole Kodak of it to get (laughs) to start (laughs) Look past how he delivers it and look at what he's delivering instead.
0: Yeah And then the actual song rich spirit Mm -hmm. itself Again, it's one of those more R and B type group Mm -hmm. type songs. I don't know. It's one of my. It's it's very it's very relaxed. It's one you kind of just sit back and listen to. I feel like it's almost a break from. It's not quite as heavy as the other ones. You can kind of relax a little bit and just chill, vibe a little bit. But it also still does touch on an important message. And I think that's one of the things I love about Kendrick is that no matter how the song sounds, no matter if it's heavy hitting, it's right in your face. It's always touching on something important. It's never just a nothing ever just generic and wasted with a kendrick song yeah so yeah that's two good songs honestly we haven't had any real misses yet on this album oh no and no. then we get to the most in my opinion interesting song on the entire album maybe the most interesting song in Kendrick's we cry entire which is we cry together yeah it down even when i'm trying to do right we could go our separate ways right now you go move on with your life fuck
1: you nigga you love a pity party i won't show up always act like your shit don't stick the grow up this one I I have a good bit to say about this one on several different fronts um, for one it takes talent to accomplish what they accomplished in this song because it gives the vibe of it being a genuine heated argument but it's all on beat and in yeah. rhyme but they make it sound so seamless on top of that I kind of liken it to the song Kim by Eminem okay in the enough. fact yeah. that it makes me very uncomfortable, and it takes a it takes a bit it takes a little bit of effort to make it through the whole thing. Not because it's a bad song, but because it's very it's very raw is yeah. the perfect way to describe it. And I love. And the, then the way it ends. Yeah. With uh with them just okay <laughs> making up yeah. immediately yeah yeah this um making up that's a that's, that's a PG a good that's a PG way to say it yeah. they were really they were really yeah so <laughs> I, I wasn't
0: prepared for it, but hey, I mean, it accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish. The instrumental of all the wrong notes on the piano, but mm-hmm. somehow making it work to where it it sounds exactly how the beat should sound for That's a song jazz. like this. And then, I even, probably I don't know if you've seen the music video for it or not.
1: I haven't. I haven't seen any of these music videos.
0: It's done in one take, but they're doing this. They're performing. They're basically performing. They're performing it's not the song. It's not, it's not pre-recorded and laid over them. lip syncing. They're doing it themselves. And it is impressive, man, because it is wow. hard to keep with. That is five minutes on that beat, remembering everything you have to say, and somehow making it portrayed as a literal argument between a couple that's having something. That's
1: crazy about this song is especially like halfway through when they're really rattling off like some serious dirt and some serious like getting into social issues, getting into you're the reason for this, you're the reason for that, and are getting into a broader scale. Yeah, and the things they're saying to each other. The crazy thing is. I don't think either of them are wrong it's one of those arguments where there's right on both sides so it's I don't know it's really interesting hearing (laughs) that
0: it's one of those where it sounds like if you're in a relationship that's kind of like this and you're maybe you should reconsider that relationship is the way I would say it if you're having problems like you're having fights like that uh, maybe goes right there. Maybe people, have a second if, if, thought. If
1: people say uh, hear hear the song "Love the Way You Lie" and think I want something like that, yeah. no you don't. No, then you're crazy. No you don't. At least this one makes it sound like what it really is. Yes. Instead of that's the thing. It doesn't. There's a lot of songs about this kind of relationship. Oh, she hates me and we're always at each other's throats, but we love each other. Yeah. But and they glamorize it like they glamorize that kind of abusive relationship. This one it just calls a spade a spade. Hey, this is what it is. It sucks, and we're just gonna spell it out for you. Yep. I thought just for the am- ambitiousness, if that's a word, if that, uh, of the song, just for that alone, I think it's a really good one.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's, it stands out. That's for sure. I'm about to say you cannot knock the creativity of this one because I don't know any song that's ever done exactly like. an like
1: important, before. extremely important thing at the end of this album, we keep hearing all of these footsteps throughout the album this whole (laughs) going through it they end this one by playing those footsteps and then hearing her say stop tap dancing around the problem or tap dancing around the conversation then that explains what these footsteps are throughout the album and it still carries on even to the end of the album all these footsteps are ken all these tap dancing sounds are kendrick tap dancing
0: around his problems which is why you get so many different topics and so many different songs it's like He's hitting some targets, but he's not and hitting them. And that's the kind of, target. I think
1: that's what the worldwide steppers is. The, the his I think his version of like a worldwide stepper is like stepping and tap dancing around the problems, like stepping around your problems instead of facing them. Yeah. I think that's the overarching theme of the first half of this album.
0: And then the last song on the first half is Purple Hearts. Mm, and I'm a- walking,
1: yeah.
0: Rolling sevens, I ain't ready for no coffee. I know y'all love it when the drug's talking, but shut the fuck up when you hear love
1: talking. This one stood out for me. What this one about? is fascinating because his verse, her verse, and the other guy's verse, they all touch on different sides of the same coin. Yes, the coin has three sides. Bear with me. Okay. Kendrick is talking about, they're all talking about different kinds of love. Kendrick is talking about the ride or die Support me, stay with me kind of love, like supporting emotionally and spiritually, that kind of love. What's her name? Who does? Uh, The the second verse, Summer Walker. She's talking about more of a physical and sexual love. Like she gets she gets pretty dirty with some of her verses in a way that Kendrick doesn't in the verse before.
0: That's because she's viewing love as more of a physical kind of love. No, it ain't love if you ain't ever eat my ass. It ain't love if you just only tie me down because you see me in my bed. Yes, you're exactly right. This is much more of a sexual type of love. I, d- I didn't really ask you to actually read it out loud. <laughs> Sorry, I said, but you were explaining the sexual part. I was like, well, we should probably at least inform the audience. I'm of never. What the sexual oh part yeah, was. I'm never going to
1: use a clip of that for any reason. <laughs> <clears throat> but and then the third verse is what really gets me. How everything just cuts out and it gets powerful. And Ghostface starts talking about the love of God. Yep. I started getting a we always hearken back to our favorite, one of our favorite albums, Human Condition, John Bellion. Yeah. I got a almost got a hand of God reaction from this one where everything comes together and they end up turning it from this into a spiritual message.
0: Yeah. And it's, I think
1: is a perfect
0: conclusion to the first half of the album yeah i totally agree and that brings us to the second half of the album which i think is very interesting because the same exact i don't know if you want to call it a chorus or whatever they're bringing back the
1: melody exactly and to start the half what
0: One of these last, I'm going to make these right with the wrongs I've done. That's when I unite with the the son till then I fight. Rain on me. This time it's, we may not know which way to go on this dark road. All of these hoes make it Dinner difficult. In a world. Session 10, Breakthrough. This is Count Me session
1: Out. Session 10, Breakthrough. That really got me. I'm like, sounds like he's still going to therapy. And it's
0: track 10, so I'm guessing they're calling each track a session is a good way to describe it. I guess. It's, I didn't
1: catch that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so this is Count Me Out. So it's the opening track of the I love when you get me out. Mr. Morale I love when
1: you get me out.
0: Do you think this one's stronger than the United in Grief on the first half of the album?
1: I think the the chorus is not as important. Not okay. as... It's not as... I don't know. It's very repetitive and doesn't seem as important and as impactful as choruses in the past. Okay, Still good. Um, You're the one that has the lyrics in front of you. I don't remember all the lyrics to it. Well, I but was, I remember enjoying this one lyrically.
0: I was gonna say, I this is one of the ones actually for me. I wasn't ne- didn't really jump out um, mm-hmm. at first. I didn't even realize, like I didn't even put the concept together that okay, this is how he's separating the two half albums. That this is the beginning of the second one. So with that having that significance, that it's technically the start of the second part of the album, it's pretty cool. But nothing jumped out at me in terms of the lyricism or, I guess, the message in this one. However, you get to track number eleven, which is Crown ones afraid to say they need some time The is life or death but you don't mind Crown since you you didn't ask but I will tell you is actually my least <laughs> Please favorite. Actually, please tell me Trey It's actually my least favorite song on the Oh I don't how? know why I don't really know why You don't know why But it's just make that bold of a claim and not be able to back it's not up. memorable is my is the way i would describe it it's just not very memorable that's fair like when i go when i went i listened to this album probably seven times the first week it came out and that was the one song that even after all those listens i couldn't quite remember what it was about i couldn't quite remember how it went it was just, nothing really stood out to me. So it was just kind of, it was kind of there. I don't want to call it a filler can track. I a, can I take yeah, a absolutely. glance at the lyrics? Because yeah,
1: maybe having a glance at the lyrics will remind me.
0: I don't want to call it a filler track. Because there's not really a filler track on Kendrick albums.
1: Okay, yeah, this one, is, he's basically he's basically talking about fame. Oh, I actually like this one. I, the, I Can't Please Everybody one. Okay. I really like that one because he's, I don't know, he's talking about all the different people he's trying to please. He's trying to please critics. He's trying to please people who are listening to his music. He's trying to make all of these changes. Yeah. He really wants to be people to be on his side and get their approval, but no matter how he tries, he can't please everybody.
0: Hmm. It's good to look I, at it. Maybe I didn't pick that up, but that's great. It's cool too yeah. how you picked that up, and I wasn't able to pick that up. I mean, again, I it's still
1: one of the weaker ones for me. Yeah. But even then, I love the message in it.
0: Well, then we get to number twelve, and your man, your favorite rapper of all time, Kodak Black, is back on this one. Push these niggas off me like. Push these bitches off me like. Push these niggas off me like. Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes, I'm pushing like, huh. no
1: pushin more
0: love me like Pushing no more love me like Yeah. Let me tell you, let me be honest with you here. I really like this song. I didn't at first, but I really like it. I like the like song, it. and it, I
1: do like Kodak's lyrics. It's just his delivery, I don't know what it is. I'm just not a fan of how his voice sounds.
0: I, I get it. It's I hard
1: to, especially in this one, his inflection and the way he says things. He's saying some important stuff, but I can't take him seriously.
0: I understand. I do think that it's very cool and this is a example like I mentioned earlier of Kendrick bringing out the best of anybody that's on his album. That's true. It's one of the best Kodak Black verses I've ever heard. I have never in my life it's heard this like, man. Let's 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 Kendrick Lamar
1: is like the is like Brett Hart is to wrestling because he can get into the ring with anybody and put on a classic. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good That's why
0: he can have anyone on that track, and it'll end up being gold. But Kodak, he's he's rapping lyrics like, "I ran my whole conglomerate." <laughs> I didn't even know what the word conglomerate <laughs> meant until I had to look it up. The A.P. Roman numeral <laughs> everywhere I go. I need <laughs> pharmaceuticals. Suicide Cuba's is a funeral. Track hog launched like a sling. I mean, it's really, really. And it, I know it's it might be the style. Maybe it's his voice. Maybe it's the Past knowledge of... Past history of codex music. If you've ever heard his music before. Maybe it's just a preformed opinion. But for me, this is one of the best, like, pure verses in terms of lyricism I've ever heard from this man. And I just... I really oh, I'll, think...
1: I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. That's coming yeah. from someone that the only other stuff of his that I heard is the stuff prior on this album.
0: Okay. Fair so right.
1: I haven't really heard a lot of him.
0: but It doesn't get it much is... better than this on most of his other songs, so I will warn you. You don't need to go look at the rest <laughs> no, of his discography. Oh, no, no. I did not...
1: If there's one thing this album did not do, it's encourage me to listen to more Kodak Black. <laughs> I love his lyricism, but you could you I I would not seek out listening to that voice.
0: Okay. And then we go to Savior and we'll group Savior and in- savior interlude together it's savior interlude he first. he is
1: not your savior and he savior is not your savior interlude you ever seen mama strung out while you studied division your uncle ever stole from me day after christmas seen both of those in the county jail visits the first in the 15th the only religion mr morale give
0: me high five two times in the code of finish, judging my life back peddler what they say you do to cha-cha i like i mentioned earlier it's it's Eck, i don't know how to pronounce his name eckhart tolle or whatever but that's actually Kendrick's therapist talking. That's actually somebody that's that Kendrick has sought out therapy from. That is thought crazy. Out, thought out advice. I don't even know if it's therapist. Someone who's very I bet you his
1: appointments. I bet you his number of appointments really skyrocketed yeah, after him being featured on this album. I
0: also want to say it might not even be I like want to have Kendrick's therapist. It might not even be a th- straight therapist. It might be someone who. I don't even know how to describe it, but. How's therapy going? Pretty good. My therapist did therapy for Kendrick
1: Lamar. Okay, but are you making any breakthroughs in your meetings? I mean, he helped Kendrick,
0: so. <laughs> Here we go. This is what he is. He's a spiritual teacher and self help author. That's what it is.
1: Oh, I could gather that from has, what he was. Kendrick is obviously. I could to him gather before. that from his sample.
0: He's definitely sounds like a more of a spiritual guy. He's also German, which you probably could have gathered from his sample. But that's the that's when you hear, him. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. He's German. Yeah, you can just tell in his voice. He's.
1: For some reason, I I was the German student in high school, and somehow I didn't catch the accent.
0: Um, but yeah, it's the first time we actually hear him speaking, and it's also the first time, I believe, the first time we hear Baby Keem, which is just Kendrick Lamar's little cousin. I never knew that. Who Kendrick Lamar raps about plenty of times in the album, unrelated to his appearances in the album. I like I like this a lot. I like the the interlude and the song. Saviors are my favorite songs on the album. Mm-hmm. But even Baby Keem's, he's. No one's gonna deny the baby. King's talent He's going places. He won Grammys last year for a reason. He's like 21 years old, but he's already one of the biggest in the game. He's going places. He's got talent. I had never actually listened to any of his songs besides the ones that Kendrick was featured in that came out on his last album. Bro, uh, all these Melodic, guys, I know Melodic little to nothing about. I've heard the names, but his most recent album was the, I believe, it was Melodic Blue, and it was one of those that was pretty critically acclaimed universally. And for sick. I don't know if it's his, I don't know if it's his first album, it might be his first album. But he's one of those guys you can just tell. He's got a good, bright feature ahead of him. And his performances in both of these songs are impeccable in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And then when it gets to Savior, I like the message in this one because I like the fact that a lot of people out there, even you could tell when this album came out, when people listen to Kendrick Lamar's music, they listen to be enlightened. They oh, yeah. They listen to be... They want to gain new perspective on the world. They almost look at Kendrick as some sort of a, I guess, a prophet. If you will. yeah, he's got that, and he plays up to that image pretty well. He's, I mean, he goes on stage wearing a crown of thorns. Kendrick <laughs> I mean, really
1: is the one, one of the few artists who focus more on getting his message out there than he does about making a radio friendly hit.
0: Absolutely, he which,
1: wants to create art, yep. and he wants to enlighten the public he wants to get all of his thoughts out there yeah. and he wants to get him in the most enjoyable and relatable way possible like this album sucks you in from beginning
0: to end it, it really is a journey of an album i guess that's why he's speaking about him not being your savior he talks about some other people too he talks about j cole he's like cole made you feel empowered he's not your savior he's not your savior future said get a money counter but he's not your savior he's not your savior and then i think something about lebron yeah LeBron made you give his flowers but he is not your savior he's not your savior and i think it's because for a lot of people in positions as high as kendrick is these people are not your savior these people are not yeah you may listen to them and you may They idolize may be role them. models for you role but models and people can idolize these people But that is not don't put all,
1: don't put all of your faith in them no, because they're, they're humans just like they're you. humans i'll let you down
0: i let you down. Kendrick spends an entire album talking about how he lets himself down and the people around him down, and he wishes he could be somebody different sometimes. So do not idolize that, man, because it's not going to get you anywhere, is what he's trying to say. I love the message of this song. It's one of my favorites on the album. I think it's like, I would call it a quintessential Kendrick Lamar song, to be honest with you. It's got everything you're looking for. It's a, it category, is really good. It's a beautiful message. Um, it's up there in terms of the top songs for me. This would be one of the go-to...
1: Hey, I'm trying to get into Kendrick Lamar. Do you have any recommendations? I would totally That would be from, one of the from, number one. From this album, this would mm-hmm. probably
0: be the one that I would suggest Definitely. to people. 15 is Auntie Diaries. My auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough to understand now. Drinking Parmesan with her hat turned backwards. Motorola pager, Off-White guest jacket.
1: This one took me by surprise because it's not the message I was expecting it. To be i had no idea what to expect i wasn't expecting
0: this is the one talking about how his auntie is a man now you, were, you mean you weren't expecting a message about how his auntie being transgender that's surprised i'm shocked personally i was just i was totally prepared for this I, <laughs> I saw this coming from a mile away no i i was
1: i knew you were messing with me i don't look out of space what do you mean
0: i was uh, what i was shocked but this song is it's 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 regardless it's interesting of where because... you
1: stand the way he tells the story is great i love how the song starts out very muted very just plain him telling this story getting it done and then when he gets to the part of the story where he's standing up to the preacher that on sunday and as he's as he's getting up he's getting his message out there and he's making a stand. The music is swelling and it is swelling and swelling and showing. This is a really big moment in his worldview, in his stance and where he stands in life. And it just really cuts. So regardless of where you stand on the issue that he's discussing, the way he tells it
0: is very captivating. Yeah. It's cool too, because he's, he's honest. He understands that, he's and again regardless of how you feel or how you mm-hmm. feel about the situation he talks about how his culture can use words slurs if you will yeah towards that community and it's just casual conversation for them it's just mm-hmm. part of their part of their language if you will using like the f word and terms of you know in terms of calling somebody who is a part of the lgbt community one of those the, types of names. That's just a part of... He's, he says that's just a part of their The one their thing that slang. really
1: made me start thinking was how the song ends. He ended up saying, F, F, F slur, F slur, started <laughs> saying it. We can say it together as long as you let white girls say the N word. And I'm like, that's what you end on? Yeah. I'm like, that is a really interesting line to
0: end on. So. Did you know what you know that's a reference to, right? What? So back, I want to say... 2018 maybe but he was at a festival i don't remember which fe- which festival but he invited a white girl on stage from the audience to come rap his song good kid mad city with him i don't know if she was drunk or just not being smart but she why would you
1: put her in that position to begin with when the main part of the chorus banger song by the way but the main part of the chorus is the n-word why would you
0: bring a white girl up there? He was he was setting her up for failure. And the thing was, too, he tried to give her another chance, but the audience at that point was just like, so, like, you know, people were drunk and on whatever, and they were booing her off. They ended up booing her off the stage. So that's what he's referring to Look, in that situation.
1: I'll go ahead and say it. When you're in your car by yourself and you're listening to these songs, you're not going to censor yourself when it's just you in your car. You'll say words that you can't get away with saying in public. Thing is, though, she's not in her car. You're in front of 20,000 people. She's in front of 20,000 people, and you're with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yes. I mean, thankfully, Kendrick was more gracious than that crowd was.
0: They were not gracious at all. (laughs) I don't. Know, you should go watch the video once it's uh, I
1: feel sorry for that girl honestly. no I've never had
0: more secondhand embarrassment in my life than watching that and it's not like a matter of oh what an idiot it's just I feel bad r slash
1: cringe top yes. page
0: yes well that brings us into our next song which is getting close to the end but it's Mr. Morale and it's the title track for the second half of the album ha 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 like your your detox, my right on time. i must have a thousand lives in like three- this is my favorite song on the album
1: i'm trying to uh, it took me a bit to understand i got the concept of what worldwide steppers was about but i'm trying to get the concept of mr morale yeah and who he's the personification of
0: yeah i'm not even 100 sure myself to be honest with you i
1: feel like mr morale is kind of the turn of him focusing more on himself I'm not. I'm not sure. That's something I still need to. And again, being vague is part of being a songwriter. So yeah. even though he says a lot of things as they are, he still leaves some stuff to the imagination, to where you kind of got to fill in the blanks. He's not going to give you everything he's got. He's gonna. He's gonna
0: keep you guessing a little bit. Well, the one. The, honestly, the reason I like this song so much is just because, one, it's a, it's a Pharrell Williams produced track.
1: Oh, okay, I know
0: it was Pharrell. You, yeah, and I—I I mean, I've—it's not usually Pharrell doesn't really produce; it's usually all—it's all bangers when it's Pharrell. But for me, something about this one just gets you—I don't know—just so freaking hype. I think he's talking to his son in the first li- line of the song too. It's like, "Enoch, your father just detoxed. My calling is right on time." And I don't know, from the first like moment the song hits, it just gets you going. Yeah, yes, this- he's hitting hard. He's hitting the message hard, and he's hitting what he's want. He's saying what he What he wants to say. But even if you're not listening for the message, you can absolutely man, go crazy. Man, even as in this you're one. looking
1: through the lyrics, this is one of those that I need to go back and re-listen to because I thought I was understanding it, but going yeah. back through these lyrics, I'm like, man, he, he he packs so much in here, and you really gotta think about it.
0: I heard this. I wish I had more to offer. But I gotta give it another listen. Well, I heard this song live. I heard him perform this live on his twitter i think
1: you got to see kendrick live or oh no, it no live sorry stream? it was it
0: was on you uh, i did not have not seen kendrick I live unfortunately i was about to say dude no you can just you would have known about you that you can just beforehand. die now it's <laughs> not
1: gonna get any better than that yeah <laughs> it's it, i, kendrick, kidding, I right?
0: heard this song on twitter somebody posted a video of it it is live when it first hits oh my word there is nothing better it's one of those that i want to hear live before i die but it's my favorite on the album personally it's something about it. just get you going get you hyped up again it's oh, one yeah. of those songs you listen to before a uh not to be super simplistic about it, but if you were going to play in a big game, you would listen to that right before it's you got It's got to be your bus. hype song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that brings us to the last two songs of the album, which... Oh, we're already on the last two. Yeah, which are not that same vibe. It's def- These definitely kind of wind the album down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then first, second to last song, I should say, is you've got... Mother, I sober. Heal myself. Secrets that I hide. Buried in these words. Death threats. Ego must die. But I let it purge. Pacify. Broken pieces of me. It was all about.
1: This one was crazy. It's a long Going one. deep it's into a long one. his trauma and starts talking about his mom and everything that she's been through. He really opens up. This one and Father Time yeah, is when he's really digging deep into his family background
0: yep it's talking about i guess at some points it's kind of talking about how much his like her mother was dealing with i guess sexual abuse she was being abused yeah. yeah
1: and he had no idea
0: no and i think it's this stuff a lot of this album too is which i think is personified well here is kendrick kind of realizing things as he gets older that he might not have put together from his childhood things that caused him so much trauma for unknown reasons as he was growing up he doesn't know why he's feeling this way He doesn't know why he's acting out He's starting to put pieces together. He's starting to figure out, okay, this is why it's making me. This is why all these traumatic things I've been through are turning me into the person that I don't want to become. Which is, again, it's the goal of a therapy session. Yeah, You're not trying to solve the problem. You're just trying to identify it. And you're trying to make a battle plan on how to combat it. Yeah. And the last song on the album.
1: Well, I was going to say on on, Mother uh, Mother I Sober. The ending really wrecked me. About how she said, you broke a generation-wide wide curse. Yeah, and his, and his And his children are saying, thank you, daddy. Yep. Thank you, this, thank you, that. <laughs> and it's the cutest thing ever. I'm like, ah, oh, whenever you get kids talking like that, yep. and how the music was just cut out, I'm just like, ah, oh, so good. And Different level say, of emotion. Mr. Morale. Yes. I'm like, yo, that kid, that is dope. <laughs> so it's really cool that he incorporates his family into it and make really pull on your heartstrings with it. I didn't even know that he was sam- that he was having his actual wife be part of all this. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was someone playing her, but
0: that just really, really
1: talk about personalizing your album. Just makes it cooler. Here's having folks it, that aren't even yeah. celebrities. Here's the people I keep out of the public eye. Here's my family. This is as raw as it, it gets. These are. This is my whole life. Yep. Out that. This is my life ahead of rap.
0: Yeah. And again, I think the fact that, you know, which I was mentioning, we are getting to the last song here, but talking about. Figuring out the problem, figuring out what's going on here that's making you do certain things. I guess that's the goal when he gets into this album is he's got a lot of issues and he's trying to figure out where to go and where to start and how to diagnose that for himself. The first lyric of Mirror, which is the last song, is Kodak again. His last appearance in the album he says, "I choose me
1: I choose me I'm sorry I me I'm
0: sorry
1: I me I'm sorry
0: And the whole chorus of this is "I choose me, I'm sorry." I choose me. I'm sorry.
1: This song really is the perfect conclusion to the album because this whole entire album. Obviously, he's like talking about his own problems, but he's talking about lust. He's talking about faith. He's talking about pointless expenditures, using his wealth, being greedy, being self-centered, going through terrible relationships. Abuse hits on all of this. And I know love in, like, relationships is one of the core things in this, something that he kind of tries to turn back to. And he even talks about toxic relationships on on mass in this album. And then he ends it with a song that just shouts to the rooftops, hey, sorry, but I'm choosing me. Yeah. I need to focus on me. Yeah. This whole album is one giant therapy session, and it ends with him realizing... I really do need to focus on myself. That's the only way this is going to get better. I have all of these toxic habits. I have all these terrible parts of myself. The only way I'm going to fix them is not by turning to something else to try and be another vice. I need to cut it off at the source. I need to focus on me. And it takes a serious serious man but also just a seriously strong person and brave person
0: in general which I think to is make so, that decision so cool because at the beginning of the album he's talking about he doesn't believe real men go to therapy yeah and at the end you're right it and then he ends it with this.
1: the biggest breakthrough you could ever have oh it's me
0: yep I need to fix me and then one of the lines in here which I just noticed actually don't point a finger just to point a finger don't uh, point a finger at something else don't play oh well my dad did this this is my dad's fault don't point it just to point it because you don't want to take responsibility for yourself work on yourself work and on things it. you can work on he
1: only mentions the concept of a mirror once in this song with the song being called yeah. mirror Yeah. but the whole time you're listening to the song you're thinking of the title mirror and you're like you look in a mirror you're looking right back at yourself yep. even if he
0: never mentioned the word mirror in the song yeah. you would know exactly what the title is for but yeah that's that's so it's a long album. It's like an hour and 13 minutes long, I want to say. but Oh, as, as
1: far as the last track, I'm sorry, now that I see my notes. Yeah. The way this song began, the opening made me think of Hamilton mixed with Africa by Toto. Okay. It you has the kind, kind of Toto that. beat, yeah. but kind of, I think there's like horns that kind of get incorporated or something, but the beginning of it really makes you think of, are you familiar with Hamilton at all? Mm, mm-hmm. So the the... the, yeah. the like, the motif they keep bringing in of the... Dun, 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 dun. I can kind of see that. Yeah, I, I kind of saying. get that vibe yeah. mixed with Toto. Huh.
0: That's I never thought <laughs> I would
1: ever put those together,
0: but <laughs> somehow it works. It works so well. Well, I gotta ask, after listening to this album, do you think you'll be going back and listening to more Kendrick?
1: Oh, that, oh, that, that thing is, that's something I've been wanting to do for well, a long well, time. Yeah. Like, I know To Pimp a Butterfly is cer- a certified classic by most if not everyone who's listened to hip-hop so I've, i i want to listen to to Pimp a butterfly i want to finish good kid mad city and even though i've heard that damn is one that is his weaker of his studio albums
0: it's Don't get still it long, a great it's not one weak, yeah. and no
1: no it's even though it's not his best yeah even not his best is intergalactically amazing
0: oh intergalactically <laughs> pretty much like, that. like
1: that's the best way to put it like he, I don't think it's possible for the man to miss at all. Even his lowest points, Kendrick's, other rappers can only dream of getting
0: to. Kendrick's biggest problem is that he's consistently setting the bar so high for himself that the only person whose expectations he fails to—he could maybe fail to deliver on—are his diehard fans, because they know everything he's capable of, and even if it's not quite up to his incredible standards, every time he drops an album, I don't think this is his best album ever. I think it's maybe oh, three really? or four. I don't think I don't think this is the best album. Ever. Okay, it's maybe three or four. Because I love this
1: album. Was, I mean, obviously, yeah, oh, yeah it's no, incredible. Again, yeah, yeah, Obviously, it's incredible. But like me
0: being someone who hasn't listened to a lot of Kendrick, I listen to this and think, wow, he does better. Oh, he does better. Yeah, at least in my opinion, I think that's, I think that's shared too. But that being said, how many N95 masks do you give this out of five? I give it a solid four out of five. Okay, I give it three point seven out of five. Okay, this is the opposite
1: of what I expected when we were listening to Nirvana a couple of weeks back, because when we were doing Nirvana, oh. wasn't Nirvana the one where I thought you were going to rank lower and you ended up ranking it that's higher? Exactly right. This yes. is the complete opposite. Yes, because I thought you were going to rank Kendrick higher because this is
0: your wheelhouse more than mine. It is. It's just that I, I think that's why I probably rank it higher because I'm used to other Kendrick because stuff. You, like I've heard because you know fly all the way through, you know what he's the, capable yeah, of, and you've exactly. seen him at his highs and his lows that being said I love the concept of a more introspective album from him he's very much now here's the real
1: question if you're if you're ranking this one a three how much three point
0: three three point three seven. Three point seven.
1: Three point seven? if you're ranking it that if let's just say we were ranking damn how do you think you would rank that one in comparison four four
0: point so you rank damn higher I do than Mr. Morale I love damn
1: okay I, I guess I guess I, we can
0: never I, review damn now because it kind of just gave away our <laughs> but yeah
1: i had it all wrong i really had it all wrong we could do damn as like a um we could do we could rank the tracks of it i think that'd be a pretty fun one to do true there's a lot of good stuff on that album let's let's put a pin in that one beautiful but no so you say 3.7
0: and you say four
1: i say four that is is 7.7 and
0: 95 mascots yeah we'll have to start a ranking for all these that we've done like see which albums rank the highest in terms of like combined rankings and then have like a oh, oh listings. Oh, there's going
1: to be a database. Yeah. We're going
0: to be able to keep track of it. Favorite song on the album? If you had to pick one. Oh, shit. I, I told you I was missing. That morale.
1: is a hard one because I, ha- I don't feel like I've given it enough listens to fully be able to understand my favorites. I do love N95, though. Okay. Because, and I didn't even. Th- the thing is, this album is so heavy. There's so much content to it. It's impossible to talk about things that you've noticed and messages that are in it without taking up like half a day because we could dig into those lyrics for ages i didn't even get to touch on the fact that with that song and i think there's one other where he really talks about cancel culture and how everyone's offended now yeah and how one thing that he said was i saw what was i'm trying to remember that he saw a christian said the vaccine was the mark of the beast then he gets COVID and, and prays to Pfizer
0: for relief. That's, yes, you're talking about, when he's talking about Kyrie Irving, he's talk, he doesn't want to... Yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh-huh. he ended
1: up saying that line, and that one made me, like, almost go through my seat by leaning back. I'm like, that one had some heat to it. He touches on everything there is to touch. And honestly, whether you think he's right or wrong, I really don't think he's, like... I don't think he's wrong in any of his stances. I don't think he's even making
0: a stance, to be honest with you. I think he's just saying straight how he feels. He's not saying one way or another about the vaccine or whatever. He's He's, just saying he's got different viewpoints He's on on the
1: side of truth. He's on the side of being real. And that is what this album is. This album is just raw. It is real. And at the same time, it is so artistically put together that uh, I would dare any other rapper
0: to get in the same production quality of this album. He's communicating to the listener that... He simply does not know certain things. Yeah. Why you shouldn't, why you shouldn't treat him as a savior, because there's a lot of things he's on the fence on. There's a lot of questions he has. There's a lot of positions. He doesn't know if he's on this side or this side.
1: One of my, one of my friends, uh, me and him chat with each other on Facebook all the time. He had a quote and I, I'm not sure if he's religious, but when I was talking to him, he is one of those who gets it. And he said, he's very scholarly. He's very educated. And I forget who it was a quote, of, but it was a great philosopher who said, as human beings, the only thing that we can know for sure is that we know nothing. Yeah, I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. And that's basically where Kendrick is coming from. I can never say, hey, I know this for a fact, but I can tell you what I have observed and I can tell you what I believe the truth is. You can tell me whether or not you agree with me. But this is exactly how I'm going to spell it out for you, whether you want to
0: hear it or not. It's more of the transparency of this album. Exactly. Oh,
1: this album is one of the most transparent albums I've ever listened to. He, I have never seen someone pour out so much of themselves, really. Another person I could liken it to is Eminem. And that's not just because I'm a diehard Eminem fan. Yes, I'm a white boy who loves Eminem. I'm such a rare breed.
0: But he gets... <laughs> Do you gets, also like NF? Are you an NF fan too? I'm a bit of an NF fan. No way, dude. Holy yeah, crap. That's yeah, crazy. Can seriously, I know. No, you're I've, like the rarest. Of the, it's like know, a rare Pokemon, I know. I'm so rare. Dude. And I listen, to,
1: I listen to Tech 9 You know, no the one <laughs> rapper that like most of the black community is kind of outcast because he because he dyes his hair red so and, yeah. and raps about demons
0: yeah
1: <laughs> people are like nah 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 i don't want to. i don't want none of that oh <laughs> like, i like it yeah but no i eminem is another one of those artists who has who really gets super transparent super raw with his songs yeah. i think it takes a special kind of artist a special kind of person to just bear your entire soul on a something that is going to be listened to by millions of people. And you people. know it's
0: gonna be listened to by
1: millions of people. Oh, people are gonna the be- pressure of it. People are gonna be listening to this album the way people listen to Tupac albums now. They're gonna be looking back at this one and thinking, oh man, this one was a classic when I was a kid. Yep,
0: absolutely. Which I am
1: excited to show my kids music like this. Like, yo, <laughs> so here's what I grew up on. Back start, in my day. Back in this my day. This is what we were listening to. Oh man, and I'm still a fan of 80s music. Can you imagine how old that music is gonna sound when I tell my kids, listen to this That's song? That's what Frank Sinatra Dad, sounds ni- like
0: to us now. Dad, yeah. 1980,
1: that was like 50 years ago
0: why'd son. you have to say it like that know, son that was 60 years ago 60 oh, years crap, ago it was so bad like oh no way to date me son but yes kendrick lamar is gonna be timeless and happy we finally got to view hip-hop album on the channel and i, I think this was a great place to start oh
1: i'm excited to do a lot more yeah
0: I'm hip-hop
1: thinking. i love observing all kinds of music but hip-hop there's just something about the culture and everything that goes into it it's a completely different kind of art form yeah. like sure it's still songwriting when you contribute rhythm and just cadence and everything that goes into it, there is just so much more to observing a hip hop album. So I'm excited to
0: dig into it even more. And we'll get in, we'll, we'll we'll dive into the genre plenty in the in the coming months. But that's our first month of podcasts. If you've stuck with us so far, thank you. We appreciate it. And as always, we'll keep them coming if y'all keep wanting them. Even if y'all don't want them, we're gonna keep them coming still. So feel free to. As we say after every podcast, drop some suggestions in the comments for us. Send us a DM on Instagram, you know, let us know what you want to hear us review next. Anything obscure, anything that maybe you don't think we've heard of, let us know. We'd be happy to listen to it.
1: And we thank you for listening to (laughs) Connoisseurs. Be sure to like and hit subscribe. And be sure to leave a good review and rating. That's all I got. We're
0: I knew we were I it. knew we were gonna escape without a classic Ian Richings moment, and that was way better than I could have anticipated. Classic
1: Ian mess around. Oh. <laughs> catch y'all. I next don't even week. need to say
0: any say anymore. Yeah, catch y'all next week. <laughs>